Welcome to another edition of Old Nerd, Young Nerd. This is Derek, and I have a guest uh, host with me today. Say hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. This is Dave, the Wizard Trevor from the D&D campaign. And we are here today to start a mini-series about the DC films. Um, Todd didn't really want to be part of this because he's more of a Marvel guy. So uh, he figured since Dave and I are pretty big DC fans that we would um, kind of shoulder the load for this. And this was kind of inspired by on um, a drive for my bachelor party. Todd heard Dave and I carry on like a full blown half hour in-depth conversation about why DC was essentially building their movie universe wrong and how we would fix it. Um. Dave, do you remember like how early you got into DC? Uh, honestly, I think the very first comic book that I bought was Death of Superman. Right, I remember the front cover, you know, just catching my eye as a kid, and I had to have it. The torn cape on the pole. Oh yeah, very yeah, iconic. I- very iconic. Yeah. Um, I per like um. My mom was a big fan of the Adam West Batman, so I had, like tapes of that as a kid. And between that and the animated series, oh yeah, like I was hooked on DC early. Oh yeah, I, I think as kids we got spoiled with Batman the animated series because that just is so good. Like from being young with Batman and the Superman animated series, and in like the early teen years with the Justice League and Batman Beyond. Yeah. Also, um, a little bit, I guess, underrated, but I always did enjoy the Superman animated series. It, I thought, while not as good as Batman or even the later Justice League, it was a solid show. It was a solid show. I actually have that whole series on DVD. I haven't watched that one through yet. I've watched through Batman. I watched through Justice League. I didn't watch through Superman yet, which kind of goes to your point how it wasn't quite as good as the other ones Mm -hmm. but it was still very good um so basically let's just get right into it what are i I guess we'll start with what we perceive the overall problems are before we get in depth like movie by movie well if you ask me what the biggest issue dc has or rather not dc but warner brother has is they're they're trying to play catch up with disney and marvel when really they should be taking their time and uh setting things up they're they're rushing things uh yeah instead of establishing their characters they went like almost immediately straight into let's just say they went straight for the justice league movie because they saw how well the Avengers did, and they wanted that. But instead of setting up, you know, the world, the characters, they they didn't do that, at least in my opinion. They didn't do it right. Definitely not right. Um, we were talking in our pre-show meeting that we had. It feels very rushed. Yep. Like you said, they're playing catch-up. And it it doesn't matter when you start. Yes. What matters is quality. Yes. Because uh, they could have started with right now and built a universe in 2021 over the course of 20 years. 
And as long as every movie's good, no one would care that they started decades after Marvel started. That's why, I mean, everyone kind of laughs and the, the DC cinematic universe has kind of become the laughing stock of the internet. And it's because of the quality of the movies. And I want to, I want to reiterate this, or I want to iterate this from the start. We don't hate the movies. No, no. In fact, it might surprise you based on what we have said and what we're probably going to say is overall, I've actually enjoyed the movies uh, as they are. Yeah. On the whole, as they are enjoyable, but do do we think they're good? No. As DC fans, we want them to be better. We know that they can be better. And that's, that's kind of what not to go too far on a side it's like with the Star Wars uh, sequel trilogy. I know they could have done better. I think everyone knows everyone they knows they could have done better. Yeah, I don't. So think everyone there's... looks at Warner Brothers and these these movies, and we know you could do better. Yeah, the, they have all the pieces. I think honestly, for the most part, they got their actors right. Oh, I am. I have pretty much no qualms with the casting. Yeah, the casting was pretty much spot on. Uh, only one or two issues here and there. Probably get into that later when we dive into individual movies. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, casting almost perfect. Um, and I know like some people have issues with particular characters. Like and like you said, we'll dive into that later. Uh, some of them are secondary characters. I don't know about. I think most of the primary ones though they nailed. Oh yeah, the Justice League themselves. Uh, I think is like pretty much perfect. I, I honestly could not have done a better job. You know, well, I actually and, have a poster of the movie in this room here. Um, and I'm just, I'm looking at that roster and I probably would have done it differently. Maybe not taken anyone out of it, but I certainly probably would have had one or two more people in it. Like, I'm not sure how you can have a justice league movie we're probably too early into this to have this conversation. So maybe I, think, I should wait to, and continue that thought later yeah, on. If you're gonna, it's probably best to wait on talking about the justice league movie, because when you're going to talk about the justice league movie, you, you have to compare the two to each other. Right. Cause there's the Joss Whedon and then there's the, the Snyder, Snyder cut. cut. And, and I, at this moment, you have not seen the Snyder cut. No, and not as of this recording, but by the time we get to it, I have seen it. And I can tell you right now, I loved it. It it is over four hours, but I loved it. Well, and I like I saw the Justice League movie in theaters twice. The Whedon one, mm-hmm. I saw it once by myself, and then and you- I saw it once. Actually, I think my wife might have been with me. But anyway, the second time I went was with Dave, and it was Dave's first viewing of it. Oh yeah, and we both we enjoyed it. And there's a few particular scenes. In fact, that it was like. As DC fans, you couldn't not enjoy it. Yes. But again, we'll we'll get more into detail later. So it's like it's not like these movies are bad. bad. It's not like as a fan of DC, you hate them. But it's almost like I, I'm guessing you can equate it to being like a disappointed parent. <laughs> yeah. Like I know you're capable of so much more. Yes. It, and it, it and the discipline. It, it's kind of more than disappointment for me though, because it legitimately makes me angry. Yeah, because you you see, it's basically like they they wrote us a story, and instead of uh, 
doing all the work to finish editing and redrafting. They just handed you the first rough draft, right? Um, like the thing is, I honestly believe with the story they have, if you do some tweaking here and there, you can make it better. Well, that's pretty much when we wrap this series up, we're going to talk about how we think they could fix their current cinematic universe. And for fun, we're going to talk about how we would have built our own. Yes. Which is basically what Todd wants us to do anyway. <laughs> like that, that, that's the conversation that inspired this, this series we're doing. So I guess we'll start with, with the first movie or, well, I, we can go just quickly like name the roster of movies. So you have, you have man of steel, which started it mm-hmm. Batman versus Superman, which leads right into justice. Yeah. No, did, Wonder, no Wonder Woman came out first. Well, I, th- not that it really, I don't think it really affects where Wonder Woman came out, whether it came yeah, out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, if it, you, Wonder Woman does not, as as a movie, did not affect directly impact Justice yeah. League. In fact, it may have theatrically been released first, but it it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but I'll list it before Justice League anyway. So Wonder Woman, Justice League, Aquaman, Shazam. Uh, now you have Wonder Woman 1984 and the Birds of Prey. Oh, and the Suicide Squad, which I forgot about. But a lot of people, a lot of people would like to forget about the Suicide Squad, yeah. <laughs> which is both fair and unfair. And we'll talk about that one. As and well. you know what? That's kind of going to be a recurring theme of as we talk about these movies, both fair and unfair, because like like I, like we just said, we both we legitimately have enjoyed each movie we've seen. Yes. While simultaneously wanting more. We want more. We know that DC can give us more. We do. But at the same time, having watched both Wonder Woman movies, I didn't really want more from them. I actually kind of felt they were good as they are. Honestly, you are. I, I, I legitimately enjoyed both Wonder Woman movies. Are you saying that they're perfect? I don't believe so. Well, it. Not perfect. No, you're right. Because I think what we can do is we can go over each individual movie and be like, what changes would we make to make this better? Mm-hmm. And uh, since we just watched uh, Wonder Woman 84, we can definitely go over it uh, and maybe make a tweak here and there. But overall, uh, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed Wonder Woman 84. Same, but we probably shouldn't start with that movie. No, that's... Unless we wanted to go universally chronological order... In terms of timeline, because then we would start with Wonder Woman. Kind of like how usually if like if you were going to go through the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Iron Man launched the ship. But chronologically, Captain America takes place first. That is true. Um, But But we won't do that. We'll start with Man of Steel, which. And I, I think this is where WB got it wrong from Junk is start launching a cinematic universe with man of steel i would not have chosen superman even though everyone who knows me can tell you i'm the biggest superman fan out there and i will you know (laughs) die on that hill as one would say Um, dave's the superman the big superman guy i'm the big batman guy yeah on that said i would not have started the universe with superman if only because at this point i don't think there's anyone on earth who doesn't know who superman is 
You can go into the deep Amazon jungle, find a, a undiscovered tribe of people, and they all recognize the Superman S, right? <laughs> um, of all the superhero symbols, uh, it's always Superman or Batman. Honestly, in he, terms of popularity, one or two might be because uh, I'm a bigger Superman fan than I am a Batman fan. I am a big Batman fan. He is my number two. But I think the S is more recognizable than the Batman symbol, you know, at least and that, across that might, all that, cultures. Okay, that, that's kind of fair. Mm-hmm. And it might also be a matter of opinion. That is true. And that's why I gave you mine. Yep. So we're going 2013 is when Man of Steel hit theaters. Uh, we actually saw it in theaters with Dave. Yeah. And I, I remember leaving the theater and enjoying the movie. But I also thought it was going to be like a standalone movie. And I was actually kind of surprised when um, a few years later at, at a Comic-Con, you hear that they're te- they have a sequel to it and it has Batman in it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, so they are going to build a cinematic universe. The fact that And it- my first thought was, why that movie? <laughs> yeah, I get it. I think the reason they went with that movie is because Superman it's probably the safest hero to go with. I'm not like my questioning isn't like why start with Superman. It's, it's more like the overall story and world building they did with it because man of steel is an incredibly dark movie. Not that like DC on the whole, isn't like a dark setting, I guess like they have dark, they have pretty dark storylines. Um, dark characters but it was just like it was literally dark the, the, the movie you had some bright sunshiny parts but there's a lot of dark parts and you know and and that's kind of a continuing theme for Zack Snyder's movies <laughs> it's like very well, dim lit think, very dark I, I don't know if he's trying to be edgy I think the darkness part obviously just comes from Zack Snyder's uh choices as a director but why they went with superman is i think they wanted something big because uh you know marvel was straight up knocking it out of the park recently and so they wanted some big story some big movie some big action and who, who i mean even though batman had just had like the dark knight and all that stuff uh with chris and bale and that was some really good popular stuff uh, it wasn't big, and I don't think they could like make a universe off of it because Batman is very well, self-contained. You don't need other heroes in your Batman story. But was it well? And it's kind of good you brought that up because Snyder also did that. Mm-hmm. That was his Batman trilogy. But his Batman trilogy was supposed to be like an out of the comic books and set in like a real world kind of thing. Yes, no superpowers, not comic booky really. No, like basically how to make a guy with all that money be able to be Batman without any comic book aspects to it, really. Yeah. Which is why it's not my favorite Batman trilogy. I enjoy the movies, but as far as like being Batman movies, like are they my favorites? Not really. The Dark Knight is just an amazing movie, period. Heath Ledger's Joker is incredible. So that kind of gets an exemption. I don't think you get an argument. No, you won't. And you won't probably get an argument from many people on that. 
So obviously you can't launch a universe with that. But after his take on that and like Batman Begins was okay. Obviously the Dark Knight was great. Dark Knight Rises or was that was that what the last one was called? I think yeah. that movie was okay. But after seeing that, I guess I guess because of the financial success, you give him the reins to Superman. Yeah. Also, I think um as you said, we didn't realize that they were trying to make a universe. Not 100% certain they realized that they were trying to make a universe. Um, well, that's, I kind of didn't think that was the overall plan when that movie first came out. Yeah. Because other than, they, they I think some... I've seen an Easter egg, like when Metropolis was getting destroyed, that they have a LexCorp vehicle and there's a Wayne Tech vehicle. Oh, yeah. They had some Wayne Tech stuff in there. But like, you could just chalk that up as like a haha Easter egg kind of thing. Not necessarily. No, we're actually planning on building this out. Yeah. Like at the end, we'll compare, we'll, we kind of got to compare the, the flagships, right? Man of Steel to Iron Man. At the end of Iron Man, you have that post credit scene with Nick Fury and mentioning the Avengers initiative. So, you know, oh, okay. They're straight up stating their intentions from jump about having a whole Avengers roster. Yes. And leading to an Avengers movie. At the end of Man of Steel, there's nothing. No. Nothing that would indicate that any other heroes exist or that this isn't a self-contained Superman movie. Other than, And if you're not looking for the Wayne Tech truck, you're going to miss it. Oh, yeah. It's very easily missed. And when, when they jump to just, or not Justice League, Batman versus Superman, the, they do, I think they did the tie-in pretty well. But again, it and I everyone's free to disagree with me because it's all a matter of opinion. But I don't think a Superman movie, especially like the first in a in a world builder, I don't think Superman should have like based not necessarily allowed because he didn't obviously want it. But half of Metropolis got destroyed. Yeah, I, I remember thinking to myself, um, you know, funny enough, because of all destruction, I was like, man, this was a really good Dragon Ball Z movie, right? <laughs> because they did not care about collateral whatsoever. Um, but joking aside, I can sort of put aside all the property damage and the fact that he had to kill Zod. Um, because even though Superman is well known for his no killing rule, it uh, I think uh, in the comics he originally had to kill some Kryptonian uh, criminals, and after that moment he made the pledge to never kill again. Yeah, I don't I don't mind that. Yeah, so as long as I, they acknowledge think, that fact that maybe... I think Superman like having a moment where he has to kill and like like going through having to make that decision and knowing what it feels like and being like, Oh, I hate this. I never want to do this again. In fact, I'm never going to allow myself to do this again. Yeah. I think that's a big part of his character. And a lot of people don't realize that very early on Superman, Superman uh, didn't have any qualms about killing people. In like, like in like the, the regular, early early comics, early comics, like in the forties and whatnot, they didn't really care if, someone ended up dead after he hit them or something like that you know (laughs) but it wasn't until much later on uh did he actually make it a 
part of his character, you know, that he shall not kill. Well, it became, it's kind of like the general rule for most DC characters is they don't kill unless they're like anti-hero vigilante types. See, see, I think the big thing with most other heroes is they do their best not to kill, but it's uh, not something that they'll uh, like tie themselves to sort of like the, um, was it the Keaton Batman? It's like, you know, I might not kill you, but I don't have to save you type deal. That's or, that's a direct quote from Christian Bale's Batman from Batman Begins. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I got them mixed up. No, but I'm glad you mentioned Keaton's Batman because if you watch that first Batman movie, he drives the Batmobile through the Joker's factory, shoots like a machine gun all over the place, drops a bomb, and drives away, and then oh, it blows up. Yeah. So that that Batman is essentially kind of has no qualms about how he does his violence that, that is, that and is he true. causes the joker's death at the end of that movie that is true you know spoiler alert about a movie that came out before i was born <laughs> oh boy <laughs> this this always happens where we start talking about things and i never say spoiler alert at the beginning but you can kind of assume there's going to be spoilers but even though almost every single hero on the dc roster tries their best not to kill only Superman has made it like a mantra. Batman too. Not necessarily. I mean, again, comic he, comics. Batman is very anti-death. Again, to yes. the point where, like, I I know specific. There's a there's um there's a comic where Dick Grayson kills the Joker and Batman resuscitates him so that like Dick Grayson never has to know what it feels like to have murdered somebody. Hmm. He said that's like the line you don't cross. I think I've seen that one. They were in a church, weren't they? I believe so. It's kind of hard to remember. He he had highly implied that um, that which the the Robin at that time, which was uh, wasn't it like in the wake of Jason Todd's death? No, 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 not. I don't think it was Jason Todd. Was it Jason? Because I'm pretty sure he was mocking, thinking that uh, Robin had gotten eaten by the croc. Yeah, right. I, oh, I did, maybe I, maybe it was. Um, I very distinctly remember him wiping his forehead with a piece of Robin's uniform and saying like something about tough crowd. You know? <laughs> uh, but I, I think um, I forget what series was it. I want to. I want to say it was. Um, it was. It wasn't No Man's Land, was it? Was it Tim Drake? As Tim, Robin, I'm pretty sure it was Tim then, Drake like, as Robin. Dick Grayson's as Nightwing beats him within like an inch of his life, basically. Yes, yes. It, it was that exactly because that's kind of Joker's whole thing is like trying to push Batman to murder him. Yep, he's trying. I, th- I think uh, the he's always trying to make Batman have that one bad day, as they, as they would say, the one bad day, which was kind of. And again, this this is a segue here because this that's like. <laughs> That was the whole mantra of the killing joke, yeah. which was the Joker's backstories graphic novel, amazing graphic novel. Anyway. And it was Joker's one bad day that made like an ordinary failed stand-up comedian become the Joker. Yeah. So anyway, back to back to Man of Steel. Back to Man of Steel. So Man of Steel came out in 2013. In 2012 was when the first Avengers movie hit theaters. Yes. So at that point, Marvel had put out Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Captain America, Thor, and the Avengers. There were five movies in. No, you're forgetting about The Incredible Hulk. Oh, I, I, I did. And The Incredible Hulk. So there's six movies in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, 
I'm kind of surprised it took the WB that long to react, react, but I guess because I don't, I don't think they wanted to try to build a movie universe while they had that, um, the dark Knight trilogy in theaters because it wasn't going to be a part of it. I also think, um, they sort of were trying for remember Superman returns. Yeah. Um, I know it might sound weird, but if you uh, have ever seen I Am Legend, uh, it's a Will Smith movie. One uh, time. I did. Post-apocalyptic. He's he's walking around. I'm pretty sure it's New York, right? And on one of the billboards in New York is a very clear Batman and Superman symbol on a on the billboard together, kind of implying a Batman Superman movie. Mm-hmm. On the, now this is before Man of Steel even even came out. Yeah. So I think they were sort of hoping to build off of uh, was it Superman Returns and maybe even the Snyder's Batman, right? Yeah. But I think Superman Returns uh, didn't have quite the right amount of uh, well, fan following. And that movie wasn't a terrible movie by any stretch. Um, I think what they got, see, they tried to basically make that Superman five. Yeah. Uh, ba- uh, continuing um, Christopher Reeve Superman story. And I don't think fans like that because Christopher Reeve couldn't be Superman anymore. Yeah. I think that movie would have been received one heck of a lot differently if it was Christopher Reeve as Superman. I think that was um, 2006 or 2007 when that came out. Yeah, but obviously he could not do it. Right. So they probably shouldn't just have just made it its own thing. Right. You just call it Superman. Yeah. Or something Superman, some other kind of Superman and try it, try it that way. And I think it works a lot better. I mean, on the other hand, I I guess say I am kind of grateful for the movie because of how it went all in on certain aspects like kryptonite. It kind of shows that we as fans don't want to see the Superman movie revolve around kryptonite. We understand that kryptonite is his kryptonite. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we get it. We get it. But at the same time, it is basically like a plot crutch when it comes to Superman. And that's where I'll say, um, as far as like this modern universe got it right, I think they got that right in Batman versus Superman with how they use kryptonite in that movie. Yes. Which is something that uh can definitely take him down but he can recover from fairly quickly like because you know superman returns i think like the ridiculous ending with like the meteor or asteroid whatever made out of kryptonite yeah he flies off into space yeah i mean at a certain point you're just like uh how much more kryptonite do you need to make (laughs) to make it work and then he, he survives like an entire mountain of kryptonite and you're just like okay yeah. So kryptonite isn't really kryptonite then. No. No. Then you have the storyline of like him and Lois have a kid, but he left Earth for all that time, so she's married. So it's kind of like his secret love child with her. Yeah, and somehow she, he made her forget. That, that's just kind of weird. Yeah. The... You know? So I mean, I get it that you have some plot holes, but don't make the solution to your plot holes just weird like and talking about christopher reeve you kind of have to talk about christopher reeve superman because the plot of man of steel is kind of similar to superman 2 with um with zod only like Zack snyder (laughs) takes the zod thing and goes all in with it and like you kind of 
takes it times 9,000. Hmm. Continue the Dragon Ball Z reference. Because yeah. it's not just three uh, uh, Kryptonians coming out of the Shadow, or was it the Shadow? The, 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 the Phantom Zone. Phantom Zone. It's not just three Kryptonian criminals coming out of the Phantom Zone. It's an entire army of Kryptonians yeah. coming to try to convert Earth into a new Krypton. So you have super, the first of a Superman, new Superman series, a new DC movie series, and it's, you, you face an apocalyptic situation movie one. It's, it, it's too big too fast. Yeah, honestly, I'm not 100% certain. Like, I, I like General Zod as a villain. I like the, the storyline. I don't know if that's the correct first movie storyline you go with, though. No. You know, um, personally, I would have probably done something a little bit more classic, like go with Lex Luthor. No, but, but not not overtly. No, I don't. I don't think maybe as a secondary in the background kind of thing. I mean, definitely introduce him in the first movie. Yeah, which they failed to do because Lex Luthor is Superman's like main villain, and he's a great villain overall in the universe itself. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm pretty sure for most people, when you think of Superman and think of Superman's villains, you think of Lex Luthor. But at the same time, I think if you want to do a good coming out party for Superman, like when he reveals himself to the public, you, you got to go Brainiac, right? Brainiac would have made more sense as like a single Kryptonian threat. Yes. Which could have potentially been catastrophic, but would would have been more subtle about it. Yeah. And one thing I do like about Brainiac is there are so many different versions of Brainiac in comics. Like, and you could have had your pick of any version. And if you want a universe build, I think the best version of Brainiac is the version that's trying to save a piece of the universe, a piece of every civilization because he knows a uh, a universe ending event is coming right right and so for most people when brainiac shows up he is a terror because he literally comes down and he steals like a city a piece of the city and he, he miniaturizes it and puts it away he saves the data of his civilization and that would have been something that superman could have fixed yes you quantify it like okay so part of metropolis goes away but at the end of the movie it gets restored Yes. And you can even start off Superman small, like, you know, sort of doing street level stuff. And then yes. this this big threat emerges and he really reveals himself to be a Superman. Yeah. And Brainiac is great because since he is this alien and he, and he is supposedly like part organic, part computer, you can always have the Brainiac robots, mm-hmm. which, you know, gives something for Superman to punch. And let's let's be honest, if you're doing a superhero movie. You got to do some punching, right? Right. And what, what do you, like, you can really allow Superman to show off his powers in a non-lethal situation because it's robots. He doesn't care about robots. Exactly. And the great thing about robots is you can start from small and then you can keep making them bigger. Yeah. Until you, you can, get to the final you, boss like spot. You, you can make like a Gundam sized robot for Superman to fight if you wanted to. Yes. Uh, and in the end, what well, I would have had, had happen is Superman saves the day, but you give Brainiac, Brainiac gives like a warning. Like, you know, I'm not doing this because I'm evil. I'm doing this because I'm trying to save a piece of your world. 
you know right and you, you don't have to have them get specific but you can you can leave fans wondering like oh dark side or yeah dark side would be a big one and i think uh one to maybe include i don't know how it would work because i really do like dark side i think dark side is probably one of the best justice league villains that you can get but there's i don't know if you've heard of the anti-monitor yes you've heard of that okay yeah and he's big because he straight up is a racing universe that's the um crisis on infinite earths yes yeah which is so uh, again you can kind of pick whichever order you would want them to happen in Mm -hmm. for like building your own movie universe but obviously like you you look at crisis on infinite earths and um the apocalypse war or final crisis whatever you want to call it is like the two biggest events you could probably do yes uh but i guess you could build to either one of them or well both of them even in whichever order you wanted yeah and uh one thing that we would have done is not have superman's movie come out first right you might be asking whose movie would you have come out first if not superman um and i honestly think you should go into because the big three are superman batman and wonder woman yeah they're basically that's like the holy trinity of dc it is it it really is because if you want a solid hero you go with one of those three i think they should have gone with someone else someone someone still in the justice league personally i would have started with either flash or lantern i think you go with flash right it's a and that that's like a solid movie you could start with is like uh you know barry allen's a very like you can get the comedy aspect of it he's a relatable character with a tragic backstory yes uh the way he gets his powers is unique his powers themselves are amazing you can have a really good movie there and because you know his love interest is also a reporter yes you can and the news can be you can have subtly in the background like Okay, um, reports of of a hero emerging in Metropolis, reports of Gotham City, reports of here, reports of there. Right, And right there, it's a big thing I would have done. I would not have him be the first hero. That's that's a big thing I think they, they mess up, is that they always go with the hero who shows up first should have the first movie. Mm-hmm. Is you would have the Flash movie, and it would already be established that, that Superman, Superman exists. Is, exists. But he doesn't have to be the first movie. And that's kind of... I, I've also been on the same line of thinking where Batman and Superman are, I wasn't going to include Wonder Woman because Batman and Superman are more popular than her, I mm-hmm. think, but they're so popular and their stories are so well known that they don't necessarily need a movie. And you might be asking, why not just start with Wonder Woman? And I think the problem is before Wonder Woman actually came out, there has not been a successful superhero movie. And Honestly, the uh, the producers were probably too scared to even try, right? Uh, they might have just because, like, Marvel didn't try. Yeah, you, you had Marvel who didn't try until Captain Marvel mm-hmm. to put out a woman superhero movie when they pretty much had a decade to try it. Yeah, Scarlet Witch is not Scarlet Witch. Black, well, Scarlet Witch, yes, she could have had a movie, but Black Widow definitely. Yeah, they're think, doing a Black Widow movie after her after her character's on screen death. Yeah, that feels like fan service to me. Yeah, it, it feels like, like they're, because fans have been asking for a Black Widow movie almost since Iron Man two came out. 
I think we were all expecting one. And the fact that they just never did it and was not weird. not to switch over to a Marvel conversation, but like the way they introduced the Black Widow in Iron Man 2, I was very intrigued. Yes. And like I don't know as much about Marvel as I do about DC. I knew about her character, but not that much. I totally would have gone to see a movie. And like a superhero spy movie sounds cool as hell. Yeah. No, I would have watched it. I would have definitely gone to see that. So and you know, they they like introduced Hawkeye in the Thor movie. I would have done a Black Widow movie and introduced Hawkeye that way. Yeah. Honestly, I think um after Avengers, that's when their chance to do a Black Widow movie. Oh, for sure. Was best because honestly, I, I guess you could argue that Captain America too. Like she was one of the main characters of that movie, but again, it's a Captain America movie. Yeah, no, like we want a movie where her name is the title. Mm -hmm. That's sort of like, and again, that's what we got with Wonder Woman. Um, And it was a, a, you know, we're kind of getting to the end of time here, and Wonder Woman's her own topic. Yeah, definitely. So just to kind of to get back to Man of Steel, one thing it's definitely fine to tell your own story i'm not i'm not against them for trying to do that i don't mind that they retconned the like the john kent died in a tornado like basically telling superman as a child not to sit or a teenager not to save him oh yeah we can we can get into that one uh i and i don't mind the fact that super that like clark kent spent like years kind of roaming the earth doing odd jobs trying to like find himself that's that's in the wake of that that's fine because part of that is him trying to find his place in in the world yeah Yeah. and i'm okay with that kind of like not necessarily fighting his alien heritage but he's not really sure where what he belongs or where he should do because the classic superman story since like uh the the for live action since the the black and white show from the 50s was superman's dad dies he goes off to the big city and just starts being Superman right away at like age 20 or 18 even. Yeah. He just leaves Smallville and goes and becomes Superman. I, I like the fact that there's a growth period there and like the, the decision is made not instantaneously to become Superman because it kind of makes it more meaningful. I, I think to get down to it as a movie, Man is still is i believe a good movie but as a part of a universe building first step there are a lot of issues that yeah you know like one we would not have used general zod as the first villain of your first movie lobo would have even been a better oh lobo is a great villain i would not use him at that point not maybe not as a starting villain yeah but lobo is you could you could you could definitely make it make sense but I think Brainiac's probably Brainiac would probably have been the best one to start with. That said, again, we would not have used, or I should say, I would not have used Superman as the first movie. Right. And again, I, I realized that you want to start strong, and so you want to start with one of your headliners. But at the same time, I think you want to give uh your viewers something new. And let's be honest, everyone knows Batman, everyone knows Superman. You know, so from there, you choose one of the other superheroes who are part of the Justice League. I think you don't go with Cyborg because his origin story is highly tied into the Justice League movie and the events that happened there. I get it. I like it. Um, And 
you know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about my thoughts on that mm-hmm. when we talk about the Justice League movie and how I would have done it. Mm-hmm. But Cyborg wouldn't have been on my original Justice League roster. Um, I would have, I, I probably would have gone Manhunter, more classic. I, I understand that's a classic choice, but I do like the Cyborg on the team. Oh, I, I like him on the team too, but I would have brought him in differently. Well, he, the thing is about Cyborg is he definitely comes in later. He comes in during your, your showdown with, uh, the, uh, dark side. You know, Cause I know like for this justice league movie, they're kind of going the justice league war route mm-hmm. where you're kind of starting with dark side or his followers and, uh, and cyborgs like modern armor comes from apocalypse technology. Yeah. Which wasn't always the case. No, he was originally, he was literally just a cyborg like half man, half machine. Yeah, made by his father. Made and by then, his father then after I an accident. I'm pretty sure it was New 52 who wrote. New 52. Yeah, that's where it, it started. So we're uh, basically the mother box uh, rebuilt him. And I kind of I like that story. Yeah. You know? Um, that but, said, uh, the Martian Manhunter is a great hero. But again, um, I understand there, the, look, looking at the other heroes, there are a lot of flaws uh in each individual hero in the sense that who do you start with who mm-hmm. who does who do you pin your uh your starting hero on so you kind of have to you kind of have to roll the dice um with the way we're thinking of doing it yeah you really you roll the dice and you trust that people who are going to see these movies have seen you know recently at least they saw the Zack Snyder Batman movies so you know you know Batman's story yeah um the the video games the cartoons all the movies everything that had been out previously you know if you don't know then you've been living under a rock and you're probably not going to go see a flash movie anyway yeah uh in fact you'd make your first movie for your fans and you'd give them enough easter eggs that they can talk about that they discuss about because we live in the age of the internet and people love knowing more than other people so they love putting out their thoughts and ideas about, oh, what this really was. So if you give enough of that in your movie to have people talking about on the internet, you generate interest in your, your, in your stories, in your universe. And those fans are what brings in the more casual people. And then you build on that, right? Like I can tell you right now, I've, I've seen every Marvel movie that's come out. Not because I enjoy those characters or really, I'm really interested in seeing like every story that they have to offer. It's because at this point I've seen like 15. Why would I ignore the 16th or 17th movie? <laughs> right. You know, I've already invested the time. Well, like I, I'm looking at some of the movies they have coming out now mm-hmm. or in the future. And like, of course, I'm excited for Spider-Man. I've always loved Spider-Man. Like you have the, like the Eternals or the the there's like a I forget it's like a martial arts based character whose name I can't remember like these are char- these are characters from like deep Marvel that I know nothing about oh yeah so like I will see them because I've invested my time in seeing all the other ones I'm not su- like I can't say I'm super excited about it so I can I can kind of understand why DC would want to start with Superman. Yeah, because he, he like, was the safe option. The, probably the safest option. Yeah. However, they told an extremely unsafe story, which I I, I kind of have to believe, 
as kind of like a final thought on it that they went in kind of fully wanting to make a Superman movie, but not really committed to making a DC universe. And it just kind of happened to be that just kind of fell into being the starting point. Yeah. It does kind of feel like that. Like it was supposed to be its own thing. And then they decide we're going to build off of this Mm -hmm. because it, it did feel a little awkward creating that, uh, that rivalry or I guess the, um, the the reason for Batman and Superman to fight in the next movie because mm-hmm. I mean it's, it's sort of like they totally ignored the fact that General Zod was the one doing all the damage and was in the process of destroying the planet and you get angry at Superman you <laughs> <I> know <laughs> yeah okay. yeah now that you mentioned I hadn't actually considered that before but we'll we'll, we'll wrap it up here and kind of that's going to kind of be our launching point for the next episode because that's the next movie yes so this has been old nerd young nerd uh, remember you can follow us on social media facebook instagram and twitter and basically wherever you find a podcast we're there and thank you for listening and as todd always says normal is the new boring <laughs>